0: I said hey ladies and fellas if you're listening. As a woman of color, it is so hard to find lipsticks and glosses that really pop on my beautiful brown skin. Y'all know what I'm talking about? When the lipstick is giving lackluster instead of Lil Mama, okay? (laughs) Well, I discovered the most radiant, saturated, and pigmented lipsticks for richer complexions and I found them at the lip bar. The Lip Bar is a black woman-owned and led beauty brand that focuses on providing effortless beauty options for all women, but especially women like us with highly melanated skin. Oh, and did I forget to mention that all Lip Bar products are vegan and cruelty-free? Get into it, friends. Make sure you click the link in the show notes to receive 10% off your first or next order of beauty products at the Lip Bar. Hashtag, you're welcome. you are now listening to the sugar-free podcast the premier life advice podcast for millennial women welcome to the tea party friends now tell me girl how you like your tea you know it's sugar-free how you like your tea? Up in here, we like it sugar-free. Come through, stop by, get up with me. With your girl sitting back, I'm a little crazy. Ooh, right here with me. It's where you wanna be. Let's get it sugar-free, yeah. Now tell
1: me, girl.
0: How you like your tea? You know it's sugar-free, yeah. Hey, friends, how you doing? You doing good? Okay, good, good. I'm so glad to hear it. Thank you, and welcome to yet another episode of the Sugar Free Podcast, the life advice podcast for millennial women. Did y'all like that new intro? <laughs> Look, we're coming in hot for season three, friends. Yes, season three, season three season three. Oh, I'm so excited. So for this episode, I wanted to take an opportunity to do a mid-year check-in. So at the top of the year, we talked about our goals and what steps we were going to take in order to make 2022 our best year yet. Well, now we're at the end of July, friends. So we're over halfway through the year. And I think it's time for us to sit down and reflect a little bit and figure out whether or not we have followed through on the goals that we had for ourselves this year. And if we've established some new goals for the year in light of everything that we've learned and what's happened, you know, sometimes it's okay to shift and it's okay to pivot. And so that's really what I want to talk about. So where am I at? (laughs) Where am I at? Currently, I think I am in a really, really, really good space right now. But at the top of the year, I was not. And so we've kind of been discussing this all season two, a little bit about where I've been at. But this is our opportunity to go a little bit more in depth. And so y'all know that I had somewhat of an existential crisis earlier this year where I feel like I was low-key depressed and maybe a little bit miserable. And so I have realized that I was depressed because... I was spending too much time doing the things that I enjoyed the least out of necessity or survival. And because of that, I did not have the time to spend doing the things that really brought me joy. And so I felt like I was on this hamster wheel of misery and I didn't know how to get off. (laughs) Right. And I didn't know how to get off because the things that I wasn't enjoying were directly related to it and connected to my survival. It was my job. How do you let that go? You know what I mean? And survive. Right. And so that was leading me to feel burnt out and it was leaving me energy less or depleted in the areas where I needed to be energized And one of those areas is this show. Like, y'all know how much I love y'all, okay? Y'all know how much I love this show. Y'all know how much I love connecting with you every week. You know how much I love talking to you. Like, y'all know. Y'all are my heart. But y'all also know that I'm the editor- executive producer, producer, produ- production assistant, the theme song singer, you didn't need the editor, all of that for the show. And so in order for me to do this at the level that I've been able to do it and to even do it at a greater level moving forward, I have to have a certain level of energy and creativity that I just didn't have because my job and my obligations were just draining me. You know what I mean? And so it it got to a point, friends, honestly, where it was so bad, where I wasn't sure if we were going to have a season three of the Sugar Free Podcast right now. <gasps> I know. <laughs> Gasp. I really wasn't sure because when it came time for me to start mapping out season three of the show, every time I sat down, I felt numb. I felt nothing. I was sitting at the paper with a blank stare and the paper too was blank just for hours. I had nothing to give to it. And I also, when I would write down or jot down an idea, it just didn't feel fresh. It didn't feel good. It didn't feel like something I was proud of or could stand behind. It wasn't the type of creative energy that you all enjoy that you all deserve. And that I feel like I deserve to give myself, right? Like I owe it to myself to give, give my all to this because it's my dream because I love it and I just didn't have the energy to do that and so I started sitting down and I was like I gotta shake myself out of this like quitting on myself and quitting on my dream quitting on you guys isn't an option but that's where I was (laughs) that's where I was I was two shakes from like taking a sabbatical from life to give myself this time, space, and energy that I needed to figure things out at that particular time. And so that kind of put me on a path of trying to figure out what I needed to do to feel good again, what I needed to be excited again, what I needed to do to reinvigorate my passion for everything, right? (laughs) Because I need to be unapologetic in my pursuit of happiness. We all do. And so what conclusion did I come to? I got a few steps for y'all. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it wouldn't be a good subtle episode if we didn't have some steps, right? So I broke kind of my process for figuring out how to feel good again into kind of these five steps that I took. And I'm I'm wanting to put them in a, in a way that's somewhat formulaic so that you too can repeat these things. And use them as references for if you ever feel like you're having an existential crisis and need something tangible that you can hold on to to try to figure out what's next, right? And so first, I made the decision that I was leaving my job within 90 days, no matter what. Did you hear what I'm saying? No matter what, I was leaving, (laughs) (laughs) I was leaving. I started applying to temporary roles, contract positions in addition to full time roles. Like I was like, I'm getting out of here in three months, come hell or high water. And it just doesn't matter. And so what all did I need to do? I was still teaching full time, but my full time teaching salary was not enough for me to live off of. So I have to have another job. And so I was like, but I I knew that I didn't want a full-time role, right? Because being a professor doesn't mean I have no income. It just means I don't have enough money to live the life that I wanna live. And so I was like, I don't necessarily need another full-time job in order to meet my financial goals. So I was like, let me focus on trying to find a job that provides me with the income but also provides me with the flexibility that I need in order to manage on a longer-term basis having a role as a full-time professor as well as doing this show. I was also interested and intrigued in part-time or contract work because in the past, in looking for full-time roles, employers have not been geeked about me having a professorship (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> in a podcast they're like oh no you, we want you to focus all your time and attention and energy on us like you can't do those other things and so for me at this point it's like if these things are a part of my life and so if you can accept me doing these things then I can't work for you so I set out to look for part-time work and a part-time job and gave myself a 90-day deadline <laughs> I also so one other benefit is that I have all of my health insurance and everything through my role as a professor. So I felt even more comfortable taking the leap of doing part-time work. Cause I'm like, I don't, I don't need health insurance. I don't need a 401k. I don't need a pension. I got all that. I just need the extra income. And so I started reimagining what another role might look like. And I gave myself a 90 day deadline to do it. Now listen, when I tell y'all gotta be working listen, God be working. Okay. (laughs) Because God delivered a new role on the 70th day of my search. I was like, dang, I'm getting close to this 90 day window. And I had put my hat in the ring for some temporary positions. And so I had some things in the hopper that may or may not come to fruition, but God delivered me on the 70th. The 70th day in my search, a job that I did not have to apply for because it came through a colleague that I knew and had worked for before. And they came to me and said, will you work for me? I am willing to accommodate you with whatever demands you have. I just want you to be happy and I want you to come work for me. Friends, when I tell you, I have never had anyone say that to me in my life. I have never had anyone come to me and say that your well, your wellness, your mental health, your well-being are priority to me as well. And I want you so badly. I recognize your talents are so incredible that I am willing to be flexible in how we engage in this working relationship to accommodate you. So look, for instance, it was a no brainer. I said, bye job. My job, listen, won't he do it? So now I work part-time four days a week. I say part-time because, you know, four days a week is still working, which allows me the opportunity to spend my other day during the week on campus, full-time, 100%. And then it also allows me another day to work on my show, 100% full-time and have one day to myself (laughs) during the week. Right. I mean, two days would be great, but I'll take the one because the other thing that I realized I was missing was socialization connecting. Right. And so I don't miss going into an office. And seeing people every day because these aren't necessarily my chosen people, right? Like I want to spend more time with. So this leads us into step two, right? I took steps to try to reconnect with old friends, rebuild my village and my social circle because I had realized that the pandemic had me feeling super disconnected from the people who I really love and enjoy. And that was taking a toll on my mental health, right? And so... I say that I don't enjoy going back to an office, but being at the office provides a level of socialization as well. Even if it's not with people that you love or thrilled about being around, it's still an opportunity for you to open your mouth every day and speak to another human being. Right. And so in isolation, when you are working from home, depending on the type of your workspace, you could go an entire day. I realized I could go an entire day without opening up my mouth and speaking to somebody else. And I don't know if that's healthy. Right. And so I the next thing, step two, I decided to reconnect with old friends because I needed to reestablish my village. And I'm going to be 100 percent honest with you, friends. I even considered moving back home. I did. I was that. Interested and invested in rebuilding my community that I was willing to move back to the West Coast. And when I say back home, I mean in the area, not in my parents' house, okay? In the area. We are not doing that. <laughs> but so that I could be closer to family. So I will also say that the pandemic brought me closer to family because we had time to connect every day. We had time to talk every day. I had time to talk to my mom, my sisters every single day. And so they had been kind of become the sole members of my community. And I was like, well, I want to be closer to y'all. I want to be there with y'all. And so I even considered that as an option. At this point, because of my obligations and duties and responsibilities here in Atlanta, I realized that wasn't feasible right now. But that's still part of my plan because I miss having that community. And so without having that community readily available to me here, I decided I needed to get intentional about reconnecting with old friends and rebuilding my community so that I didn't feel so isolated and that wasn't negatively impacting my mental health. And then the third thing that I did, friends, and this is also another person that I needed to talk to and communicate with. Listen, is a therapist. <laughs> I found myself a therapist and I started going. Now, let me tell y'all this. Everybody needs a therapist. (laughs) I truly believe that. Everybody needs a person of sound reason and judgment with whom they can talk to and connect with without shame, without fear of reprisal. Without judgment, they can share their deepest, darkest feelings, emotions with and be vulnerable with without any strings attached. And it doesn't have to be a licensed professional, right? It doesn't have to be that. If you have somebody in your life and in your space who gives you that, then by all means, that is therapy, but for most people, we have very few significant relationships in our lives that allow us to present the level of vulnerability necessary for it to be a true therapeutic experience with people who aren't directly connected, right, or tied to us as humans, our well-being, the things that we're saying, right? Like, it's we, who has that? If I feel like you are the type of person that I can be vulnerable with, that means I'm connected to you. And so that means you're going to be connected to and invested in the things that I'm trying to talk to you about. And I need you to not be connected to and invested in it, because then that doesn't allow me the space to display or exhibit the level of vulnerability that I need to get the healing that I need to move forward. Right. I can't tell my best friend that i feel like i have no friends because then she going to feel like well what about me <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> i can't tell my mom like i don't know that i'm happy with my life because how is that going to make her feel when she's had such a huge part in shaping my life you know what i mean like it's it's hard for people to separate themselves from your story when they're people that are so ingrained in your story and love you so much. And so I got a therapist and she is fantastic. She's also part of my socialization, right? Like we're not friends per se, but she is a person that has provided me a space to be open and vulnerable. And that is a form of socializing. So that was important for me too. And I can tell you that after being in therapy for a little over a month now, it was probably one of the best decisions that I could have made, yeah. Ooh, I'm about to start crying. There are things that she has said to me and brought to my attention that have literally had me in tears and, and thinking about who I am and who I want to be and who I want to be to those around me moving forward and who I want to be to myself moving forward. And she has really struck a match Inside me, that really has me wanting to do do better, just to do better because I know I can, and to do better for myself because I deserve it because I believe that I have so much potential that has been unrealized that I owe it to myself to do the work to realize my full potential because the world deserves the fullness of me. I realized that I could do better by my friends, that I could do better by my family. And I need to do better because they deserve that for me because I know that they are giving it a hundred percent to give that to me. And so therapy has been such a huge part of this for me. Number four, I decided that I needed a change of scenery. The pandemic normalized for us being in a place where the scenery is unchanging <laughs> right it has made us more comfortable with being at home but it also which is which is not a bad thing right i actually enjoy being at home but that complacency with being in the house all the time had eroded a little bit my sense of adventure an adventure, trying new things, eating new things, going new places, experiencing new people are all things that make me excited. Right. I love a good adventure. And and it doesn't always have to be that we're going somewhere exotic. Right. I think that we've come to associate travel and experiencing new things with going somewhere ex- exotic or expensive. I was like, I just want to go to an adventure, maybe to the ice cream shop down the street. Let me let me normalize again, exploring things in my neighborhood. Let me go find a new restaurant where I can take myself to lunch. Let me go find a new walking trail that me and Bentley can enjoy and experience. Let me reignite my passion for exploration right here, right where I am. And so I've been doing that. I've been getting out more. I've been experiencing new things. And then I also booked myself some vacations, <laughs> right? Because I find that this is the thing, right, friends? Like you you don't really think about booking a vacation until you need one. And by the time you need one, the vacation more expensive than you can afford, right? And so I said, right then and there, in the moment, I booked all my vacations for the year and I'm going to take them. Like, I don't care. I don't care if the PTO has run out. I don't care if the PTO has gone unapproved. I don't care if my bank account has run out. I have put in my calendar. I purchased the tickets. I booked the hotels all back in May slash April when I was having these feelings. I just did it. And it has forced me to take them. And I'm going to start doing that every single year. At the top of the year, I'm going to start planning my vacations the way that I plan my work and the way that I plan my teaching because I need it. I need to prioritize it, okay? And you do too. All right, so what was the last thing that I did to make sure that I was happy and feeling real good for 2022 in the 2000s, Okay. I decided that I needed to double down on my podcast. Woo, friends, listen, I decided that I needed to double down on the sugar-free podcast because the sugar-free podcast means that much to me. I decided that this was not the time to give up. It was not the time to take my foot off the gas pedal. It was time to put my foot on the gas pedal twice as hard and double down. So what did that look like for me? I joined a podcast accelerator, friends. Listen, (laughs) I am so, so excited about this. So I don't know if you guys are a fan of the show Side Hustle Pro. Side Hustle Pro is an amazing podcast that features Black women entrepreneurs who have scaled their businesses from side hustle to full-time entrepreneurship. And it is hosted by the incomparable, the podcasting hall of famer, Nikelia Matthews. And I am so excited about being in this program. I am so excited about being in this program. I'll say this I have very high standards for everything that I do. Everything that I do, I endeavor to do it with a spirit of excellence. Shout out to Hampton, the standard of excellence. Okay. So I endeavor to do it to the best of my ability. And I feel like because of my training, my experience, my background, my desire for excellence, it's really hard for me to find coaches, trainers, people who I feel comfortable accepting advice from, people who I feel like could do it better than me because I have that much faith and belief in myself. And so finding Nikalia has been a God (laughs) since. Because not only do I feel like she's doing it better than me, I feel like she's somebody I can learn from. Listen, a bar. Oh, I'm and so I'm so excited. I've been in the accelerator for about two weeks now, and already things have been elevated. Right? I have now an avatar for who my ideal audience member is, and so I now have a greater idea of how to speak to you all, what you want, what's important to you, what you need. I midstream. Mid production of season three changed course because I felt like I could do better by you. I felt like there was more that I could give. There were topics that I wasn't covering on that you needed. And so the last five episodes, I totally scrapped, revamped. We reshot them. Right. Because I knew I could do better based upon the things that I learned in this accelerator, the season three art totally stepped it up and I was thinking about not even changing the artwork this season because I was like, I just don't have the energy. But I was like, I have to the success of my podcast depends on it. I'm not doing this friend so that I could speak to an empty room every week. Not that it's empty because we're together. But I want this thing to grow. I want it to be huge. I know that there's potential here for this to be the show of our generation and for me to be the voice of my generation. And so I said, not only do I need to take this course, but I need to implement these things immediately, immediately. (laughs) Right. So we have we have revamped based on the things that I've learned in this accelerator. And I cannot wait. I can't wait to see where this program takes me and it takes us. Well, have we also done? We have inked our first partnership with the Lit Bar because friends, I'm trying to make money. I'm trying to make this show my full-time, my my part-time, my side hustle. I want this to be all that it could be for me. So we got our first partnership with the Lit Bar. Hey, so make sure that you check out the commercials and the link in our show notes all season three long. And I've been wearing... lip bar in all of my episodes since we inked our deal so if you like my lipstick you think my lip gloss is popping my lip gloss is cool the boys chase me after school yes they do then make sure that you tap in to the link in the show notes uh the link in our instagram page the link on our website and make sure you tap in get you some lip bar products so that we can all enjoy the fruits of my labor because you know i'm gonna get y'all a discount friends y'all use my link you get a discount All right. (laughs) Have a baby by me, girl. Be a millionaire. Right. (laughs) Be my friend. And, you know, I'm going to take care of you. So that's what I've been doing. That is where I'm at. And I'm so excited. I'm so excited for where the show is going. I'm so excited for season three. And with that, let's get into this little season three preview, because that's where I want to end because season three starts next week so excited so season three kicks off august 8th 2022 with the state of the millennial woman and it is a panel of fierce when i say fierce i mean fierce with a capital f badass amazing women who are kicking butt and taking names all 2022 and the 2000s and we are just laying out the state of things for millennial women, temperature check. Where are we? Who are we? And who do we want to be moving forward? In season three, we are also talking about some sexy stuff. Listen, <laughs> listen, friends, because I told y'all this theme of season three is feeling real good. And so we want to feel good in all areas of our life. So we are talking about owning our sexual pro- Only our sexual pleasure and how to be rock stars in the bedroom. We're talking about exploring our sexual orientation, right? Because we need that too. We are talking about how to travel solo like a boss, the business of marriage, prenups, postnups, and marital assets, because we cannot feel good unless our coin is good and protected, okay? We're talking about how to pivot away from our miserable jobs and pursue our purpose. We are talking about how we went to level, leverage a grad, graduate degree. We are talking about religion and how to find fulfillment in spirituality as millennials. We are talking about it all, friends. And I am so super super, super excited. I'm so super excited to see the grow, the show growing and evolving with me. Right. As I grow and evolve and become the best version of myself, I'm giving the show an opportunity to do the same. So I feel like the show will never be old. It'll never be boring. It'll never be stale. It is a living, breathing thing, just like you and me. And the show is elevating and taking this journey with us, friends. So I just want y'all to get ready because season three is about to be lit. So make sure y'all tune in. Make sure y'all tune in next week for the season three premiere of the Sugar-Free Podcast for more laughs, more love, more of, of course, me, your homegirl in your head. Send Matt and more of the most exquisite tea that's 100% sugar free see you soon friend woo chow what a show we shared some good old tea today didn't we friend thank you for your presence I truly enjoyed you at the tea party and we appreciate you sipping on some sugar free tea with me your host Sid Mack Until next time, be sure to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Sugar-Free Podcast or at Sugar-Free Pod. You can also visit our website at www.sugarfreepodcast.com. See you again soon, friends. And be sure to keep the tea party going, a With plenty of tea. That's 100% sugar-free. Tired of piecing your business forms together from an internet search? Tired of sealing all your business deals with a pinky promise? Looking for a way to add some formality and professionalism to your business relationships? then you need Formally. Formally is a DIY legal form and template shop for entrepreneurs, small business owners, creatives, freelancers, dreamers, and side hustlers. All Formally forms and templates are drafted by an experienced licensed business attorney and reviewed by a law professor. So, not to brag or anything, but our forms are pretty legit. So what are you waiting for? Throw those pinky promises away and try Formally today.